everybody. This is the Prepared Mindset Podcast, and as always, I am your host, Austin. Got another situation report for everybody, or as we call it, a sit rep, you know, situation report. I get that question. People don't know what a sit rep is. Um, So it's a situation report. We do these about once a month. Uh, I talk about some current events. Usually ends up going political, uh, so we try to keep those pieces of discussion here on the sit reps, like I said, once a month, just me sharing my thoughts, going over some major news and, and talking points. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much the size of it. We're going to get into that. There's There's been some pretty dumb <clears throat> developments lately uh, that I definitely want to talk on. I definitely want to speak on. Uh, I'm sure some of you guys are probably interested to hear my thoughts as well at this point. Uh, but before I get into all of that, we've you know, we've said before, 2023 is going to be a year of growth for us here at Prepared Mindset. We're really excited to announce that we have a new sponsor. We're going to get into the ad space in just a second. Um, we're working on getting a class here in Michigan, probably Q3, uh, you know, early Q4 with Orion Training Group coming up here to Michigan to teach a three-day uh, intro to CQB class. Really exciting. If you guys are listening to this podcast here in the you know northern Ohio uh, Michigan area, check out Orion Training Group. Uh, shoot us a message, you know, prepared underscore mindset underscore pod on Instagram. If you need more details, uh, you can also reach out to the team over at Orion. But really, really excited to be pulling that together, hopefully, uh, as long as we have enough people to fill out the class, obviously. <clears throat> um, and then also, hopefully, working, uh, you know, in May here when Holistic Solutions will be up. Uh, doing their presentation for the Michigan Tactical Officers Association or Tactical Police Officers Association, whatever the hell the acronym is. Uh, so there's there's things in the works here. It's an exciting year already, and we are just a few days into – actually, we're, we're closer to, to halfway through February at this point. So um, stay tuned. You know, Always something in development, whether we've talked about it or not. Always got some irons in the fire. Really, really excited for what's coming up. That said, let's jump on over to the ad space and say thank you to our presenting sponsors and our newest sponsor here at the Prepared Mindset. Really, really supportive. Very excited about this. Midwest Gunworks. Guys, head over to MidwestGunworks.com. They set you guys up with Prepared Mindset as your discount code to save 5% off. Great company, guys. They've been in business since 1997. 25 years, right? 25 years. They sell everything from parts to full firearms, magazines, lights, optics. What they really, really shine at is the parts. If you guys are building an AR, you're looking to take your AR you you purchased off a shelf. Maybe you want to get a better barrel for it. Maybe you want to get a better BCG for it. Or maybe you have an upper. You've been swapping it between lowers and things. Maybe you just need to pick up a full upper, full lower. They have all of those options. Again, MidwestGunWorks.com. Whether you guys are looking for you know, proof research barrels, ballistic advantage, uh, surefire lights. They have optics from Leopold, Vortex, Hollow Sun, and then full firearms as well that can ship to your local FFL. Again, discount code PREPAREDMINDSET saves you 5% off. Head on over to MidwestGunWorks.com and check them out today. Big thanks to those guys. Really, really looking forward to working with them. I have to say thank you as well to 100 Concepts. Head over to 100concepts.com and see everything that they're doing to do good, be dangerous, and live free. Guys, 100 Concepts started as a company to address the principles of camouflage and the gaps which we all experience with things like lights, scopes, all those good things that we have to develop home remedies for no longer. They rolled out their light caps 
instant hit on social media and out in the market. Soon developed those out into a larger offering for scope caps. Now they have pack scrim, they have helmet scrim, and their latest offerings with their chem light kit and chem lights and key silencers are just a few examples of the things that they're working to bring to market. They're going to be hugely impactful at a price point which everybody can afford. Head over to 100concepts.com, support those guys, check out what they got going on, and pick up some new gear today. Also have to say thank you to LARP Labs. Guys, it's no secret that painting your rifles is what you should do. It's in vogue, it's popular, everyone talks about it. Camouflage is important, like we just mentioned with 100 Concepts. But a lot of us are afraid. We don't want to spray paint our optics, our lasers, our lights, because it may void the warranty. We may get paint somewhere we're not supposed to, and then ruin these hundreds of dollars worth of equipment, and then we're just out the money. LARPLabs.com set you guys up with a discount code, PREPAREDMINDSET, to save, uh, to save sorry, 10% off their computer-cut vinyl wraps. They're 3M durable vinyl. This is the same stuff that's used on rock crawlers, guys, so you know it's going to take a beating and it's going to keep on going as a three-year outdoor life. So you're out there banging it up. It's in the elements, on your optics, on your lights, whatever you got going on. This stuff is going to hold up. It doesn't leave a sticky residue. It doesn't peel. doesn't pull. doesn't do any of those goofy things that you know some of these stickers out there that are made cheaply will do. Again, it covers lights, handheld lights, optics, lasers, your PVS-14. Head over to LARPLabs.com. Again, discount code PREPAREDMINDSET will save you 10% off your order today. And last, but certainly not least, active carry. Guys, med is important. We've talked about it here a lot. We talked about it in our last episode with Mitch. Uh, we've talked about it with Josh from you know Nomadic Solutions, or sorry, Nomadic Clinician. And med is huge. Active carry set you guys up with discount code PMP10 to give you 10% off when you're going to pick up your pieces and components to fill out your existing kit, to add to what you have at home, or to just straight up buy a new kit because you don't have what you need. Okay, check out their blazer kit, their gamma kit. If those aren't what you're looking for, you still need something different. They have a custom kit builder option, which I have not seen from any other med company, and I've looked at quite a few, all right? In addition to that, they have a breacher kit built out with a dangler that you can wear with a chest rig or a plate carrier, pre-built, pre-packed, give you guys all those options. And if that's still not what you're looking for, they have a guardian ankle kit offering. Between the kit builder, the access to the pieces, they have links to training programs through their site. Head on over to activecarrytech.com. Pick yourself up your your gear today. Again, discount code PMP10 is going to save you 10% off. Make sure you guys have those components when you need them. All right, now that we're through the the ad space there, again, big, big thank you to all of those companies. They support what we do here. It's super, super awesome. Can't thank them enough. You guys go check those companies out. But we got some stuff to get into, right? Uh, at the time of this recording, it is actually Saturday. So it's a day before Super Bowl Sunday, which to me is a very sacred day of the year. And I know a lot of people don't, um, uh, you don't agree with the NFL, and that's fine. I understand it. Uh, but I was just always raised to be a football fan, diehard Detroit Lions fan. So while they're, you know, never a postseason contender, I do still really, really love football. So I am recording this prior to Sunday so I can give the Super Bowl my undivided attention tomorrow. And I'll be spending time with friends and family, uh, you know, at a Super Bowl party, as a lot of us will. But let's get into a couple things that have happened. Um, a couple things I want to just touch on briefly. First, uh, State of the Union uh, I did not watch. 
I didn't even go back and check out the highlights. I heard it was absolutely awful, just as last year's was when they um, applauded everything to do with Ukraine, talked about why that was also great. And uh, we spent more time in last year's State of the Union than uh, talking about Ukraine than we did almost, you know, the country we actually live in that our idiot president actually is supposed to be presiding over and leading. Um, again, there were some very deceptive numbers thrown out there, some that were outright lies, things about, oh, how many jobs we've added back to the marketplace, which um, the, is not true. We've talked about it many, many, many times here, but you know, when lockdown hit, there were you know shutdowns put in place that were widely litigated and still being litigated that led to job loss. So putting those jobs back in play does not mean that you created new jobs. It's not a net gain. So think about it that way. You know, if you have 10 M&Ms and your little brother steals five of them, your mom stops them and gives them back, you didn't gain five M&Ms. You just got your original 10 back. So there's not, there's not a net gain there, if that makes, if that makes sense. Uh, stuff like that is just really, it, it's very irritating because people that will watch the news, they don't keep up on things, they don't pay attention. Uh, mainstream media is all that they absorb. They will watch this, they will see this, they will ingest this information or disinformation, whatever, right? And and mistakenly believe that we are headed in a good direction as a country. And guys, we are not. We are not. We're heading in, we're already into a recession. Um, I know at, at my day job, there's already been offerings put out there for voluntary retirement packages, you know, slash severance packages. Uh, there's a lot of companies out there in the tech space that are doing the same thing. It is not a good sign Gas prices are coming back up after, you know, we had to hear about how great this administration was and they lowered the gas prices and everything. Oh, we were down below $3 a gallon. And then it seemed like that was, that was what we got for about two weeks, at least here in, in Southeast Michigan, where, where I got to experience those prices. Um, it was down, you know, below the $3 mark for about two, two and a half weeks. And then it was like overnight you know, two days, maybe three days, it shot back up to like 340 a gallon. And I think when I went out yesterday, uh, 320 something was what we were paying here. Really, really not great, you know, considering that when the previous administration was in office, we were for a couple weeks there, sub $2. And I hadn't seen that. And I mean, I couldn't even tell you how long and I'm fine, you know, if it's over $2, but it, there's obviously no reason why it can't be under three or mid twos. Uh, you know, I think some of the policies that are being enacted here, some of the things that they're championing in the state of the union, environmental policies and all this stuff, it is actually more detrimental to us as a country. And I think the other side of that coin is it's not as, it's, it's not as effective for the environment as they would lead us all to believe. There's not as many benefits there as they're promising. And we're starting to see that with issues to infrastructure and electricity and things as they're pushing more electronic vehicles. Yet we have States that lose power for a week, for two weeks when somebody, you know, shoots a power station, you know, and that's not a bombing. That's not a total, you know, destruction of infrastructure. It's three or four, you know, gunshots, whatever. And that results in a week to two week power outage in major sections of the country. Now, if all of our vehicles run off that, then that means that all commerce comes to a halt. That means that grocery stores cannot be resupplied. That means we can't get ambulances where they need to go if we convert everything to electric, right? Emergency vehicles, anything that runs on, on electricity, right? Like these EVs that we're, we're talking about, 
it doesn't work. And further, there's issues with, you know, I just went out to dinner with friends last night, had a buddy who just picked up a Ford electric truck having a ton of issues with the software. I mean, growing pains are one thing, but understand that, you know, uh, we're not going to rectify this gasoline fossil fuel crisis that the Democrats are screaming about anytime soon. And I think the the one clip I did see from the State of the Union was, well, we're going to, you know, that the Democrats are not trying to get rid of oil altogether. They're going to need oil for another decade. And just the eruption of laughter and hilarity that, you know, from the Republicans, because it's going to be a lot longer than a decade. It is going to be a lot longer than a decade before this is able to be something that we viably look at. And honestly, I don't know that that electric vehicles are ever going to be the way. I think if it's a, a hybrid or something, if hybrid technology takes off, then maybe, maybe that's something where you have a mix. Um, that I could possibly see. But right now, like you can't you can't tow boats, you can't tow campers, you can't haul with electric vehicles. There's concepts out there that are unproven. Uh, but this, this, it's not, it is not as cut and dry as some of our leadership would lead people to believe. And the state of the union was just, you know, it was just awful, uh, grandstanding and lying to the American people, just outright lies. And there's no way to stop him in the middle of this speech and say, excuse me, sir, that's not correct. Just got to sit there and let him talk. And you could see McCarthy kind of behind him and Harris behind him. Harris is jumping up every other couple minutes, to, you know, clapping and applauding at all of his talking points while, you know, uh, Speaker Harris is just sitting there shaking his head. And, you know, it's just, I can't, you know, it differences on political opinion are one thing, but outright lies are something entirely different and something I don't think any of us should, should stomach or allow from our leadership. But... I digress. Um, Something else that has also been going on for several weeks now that most of us, you know, are aware of is the ATF opinion that was issued and put into effect January 31st, making stabilizing braces illegal. So essentially, and this is a high level overview of this, this opinion, because it's not a law, it's not it's not been drafted into law, it has not gone through the House, it, is, it has not gone through the Senate, it has not followed any legislative process, much as, the ca- much as is the case with every opinion that the ATF has issued over the past 10 years, from everything from stabilizing braces to bump stocks to binary triggers, to what have you, where they try to utilize this loophole to make things illegal and threaten prosecution. So what they have done is they have issued this opinion a letter effective January 31st that gives a it's like a 90 or 120 day window. And you can go ahead and without paying the $200 tax stamp, you can submit you can submit for a tax stamp to make your AR pistol an SBR. Okay? Without paying the $200, you can get your tax stamp. The problem with this that they did not disclose is a these are common use items. There is no way of telling exactly how many are in circulation, but num- you know, rough estimates are from 10 million all the way up to, you know, 40 million stabilizing braces in the United States. The ATF is able to process approximately, I think the number I saw was somewhere around five, like a million or or two million of these tax stamp applications per annum. Right, so per year, about two million of these. If there are forty million SBRs or 
I'm sorry, 40 million of these uh, stabilizing braces that are out there in circulation. Do the math. 20 years it would take the ATF under current manpower and current turnaround times to actually get through and process every single one of these. So, I mean, in short, as ridiculous as this is, it's really not feasible. It's not even logical. But what I, what I believe is going on is I think it's a scare tactic. I think that this is coming at the direction of the sitting administration to take a more aggressive tone on firearms here in America. Biden spoke in his State of the Union about the time is now to ban assault weapons. And, you know, it's it's absolutely ridiculous because there's so many other things that could be done and so many measures and steps that could be taken to address some of these issues that people have that they just, it, they very plainly and very simply point at firearms are the issue. Assault weapons are the issue. The, the shooter in California that was in the news three weeks ago was using a handgun. And what was the narrative that was pushed out, not by the politicians, but by the damn elected sheriff, which basically a politician. Okay. Spoiler alert. It, oh, this was carried out using an assault pistol. What the hell is an assault pistol? And now you start to see that term pop up. A assault is a verb. Okay. It cannot be used to define something and describe something. So now it's right back to where we where we were, you know, two months ago with capacity limits, magazine bans. There are states that are proposing, you know, legislation. Illinois actually passed one, right? That's going to outright ban semi-automatic firearms. So we're left with revolvers, lever action and bolt action rifles and pump action shotguns or break action double barrel shotguns, essentially taking us back to the old west because that's all that people need according to politicians. And common sense dictates that we don't need these things. When the brace ban came out, I did as what I recommend all of us should do, and I immediately reached out to both of my state senators, Gary Peters and Debbie Stabenow, long-sitting politicians here in the state of Michigan, whom I do not care for uh, for a variety of reasons, but most of which is that I reached out to them, and after two weeks got a pre-written response. It was actually word for word the same response I got at the beginning of last year, or approximately this time last year, I reached out regarding what was rumored to be an assault weapons ban that was coming through in Michigan, which, again, those rumors are circulating once more because now we have a Democratic majority in our state Senate and our state House. So there is a lot of fear and a lot of concern that they're going to try and push through uh, you know, assault weapons bans and things like that here in the state of Michigan. And it's it is really, really disingenuous. You know, I understand that there are only so many hours in a day and there is a difficulty for any elected leader to reach and respond to every constituent. I do understand. However, my question is, over the course of three years, when we've seen so many things happen from, you know, riots and looting across the country to an election to, you know, whatever have you, right, you would think at some point you would change the email template with which you're responding to some of these concerns and questions. When I reached out, my concern is not even the brace ban. It's the fact that the ATF is being allowed unilateral power to put these opinions into, into an enforceable law, essentially. Now, they, don't have to, they, they can't call it a law because it's not a law. It was not passed into law by a governing body, by lawmakers. It's an opinion. 
but they are threatening to carry out swift and painful sentencing. And to give you a comparison, the sentence for this, if this were to come and and make its way all the way through to fruition the way that they're threatening, would be the same as if you were to convert your rifle illegally or handgun illegally to a fully auto firearm. The punishments are the same. It's a felony. I believe it's like 10 years in prison or something. So they're going to take however many millions of Americans with this brace opinion and allegedly carry this out, enforce this after 120 days, which they cannot they cannot reasonably hope to get everybody converted over to that while still carrying out those background checks. Um, and then everyone becomes a felon. Oh, and here's the kicker. If you run your back, if they run your background and it sits without a response for 88 days, it's an automatic fail decline and you cannot get approved. And then you're a felon anyways. How's that? So essentially this is just like one big trap set by the ATF for law-abiding Americans who have done everything we've been asked to up to this point. Some people would say we've given in too much. Now, if you've ever, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you've been following this content that we put out on social media, you understand and you know that my position on this is you have to play the game to win the game. So that a lot, going to continue to say it, all right? We want these things to change. We need to elect new leadership that are going to get these kinds of laws passed. They're going to remove things like SBRs from the NFA. A lot of people you know, in the next 30 years would love to see the NFA done away with entirely because it's ridiculous. And a lot of people see it for what it mostly is, which is a gigantic cash grab on the American people. Yeah, you can have access to suppressors and short barrel shotguns and short barrel rifles if you give us 200 bucks and then we decide you're worthy. That's it, it's, it is, when you look at it, mostly an infringement on... The Second Amendment. Now, I will say, while I don't entirely agree with it, you would have more of a leg to stand on for things like explosives and fully automatic weapons. Like, there's, it's a different argument altogether. But things like suppressors, things like short barrel rifles, by the way, the shorter the rifle barrel, usually the less effective the round is. But lawmakers argue that it makes it more concealable. Same thing with short barrel shotguns. And therefore, you know, it's a problem. We really need to address it. Well, here's the other thing with short barrel shotguns is shotguns usually feed off of a tube system that, that runs parallel with the barrel. So the shorter the barrel, the shorter the magazine tube, meaning the lower the capacity for ammunition. So just something else to consider when someone's saying, you know, oh, you could hide a shotgun under a trench coat. Like, well, I mean, in theory you could, but maybe you've been watching too many movies if you think it's just that easy to fit, you know, a shotgun with an 18-inch barrel and everything underneath some weird trench coat or duster or something. And then you start to get into some of these like statistics around how many mass shootings or public shootings or whatever, right? These mass casualty events are actually carried out with NFA items or AR pistols. And the evidence astoundingly indicates that that is not the problem. It is just the next most convenient thing to point to, to say that Americans just don't need this. It's common sense. And then we see these clips and these videos shared during the debates and discussion by our idiot lawmakers that will sit there and say that this stabilizing brace essentially acts as a bump stock and essentially turns these weapons into fully automatic. 
And if that's the argument, let's also look at the fact that the bump stock ban that came into play during the Trump administration has recently been overturned. So, I mean, if that was really the argument that you were going to bring to the plate there, Slugger, it's already been disproven. Okay, if you do your homework and you look up the origins behind stabilizing braces, they were designed and created for AR platform weapons with shorter barrels, right, for disabled individuals that could not shoulder and and manipulate an AR-style weapon system as the rest of us could due to being in a wheelchair or something like that. The brace would then strap around your forearm and give you the stability to fire this weapon, and you would have a, you know, in this instance, a shorter barrel because then there's there's less barrel length, therefore less weight out beyond the grip. It allows you to, in essence, fire it in a very similar fashion to a handgun. Hence, AR pistol. Well, being the industrious people we are here in America, we took that and we ran with it. So anything under 26 inches overall length, throw throw a brace on it. It is now a pistol, which means it applies, or the pistol laws apply to it, meaning you can transport it, you know, loaded in a vehicle. Um, you know, it's got all those additional benefits and everything like that. It's not an NFA item, so crossing state lines, depending where you live, is less of a problem, things like that. So this brace opinion really becomes problematic for a lot of reasons, and I know there's already several lawsuits in play from several different, you know, gun gun policy and frack and all these uh, different organizations that are pushing back against this. So the hope I think for a lot of us right now is that this gets uh, overturned or there's a stay or something like that, uh, or this is blocked before that 100 day, 120 day window or 90 day window, whatever it is, closes. The one thing I would recommend to everybody is do your own individual research on this. Do not go ask your favorite gun tuber or gun influencer what you should do. You know, have some autonomy. Read, read for yourself. Make up your own mind. Your situation is different from theirs. You may have a family and they may not. You know, your appetite for risk may be somewhat lower than what theirs is or vice versa. So, do your reading, do your research, and figure that one out for yourself. Do not let someone else make such a decision for you. Um, moving on, we also had the China spy balloon that floated across the country, which everybody saw all the memes all over the internet, how ridiculous it was that, you know, we were able to determine that this is a spy balloon, okay, that floated across the ocean from China, presumably, and then made its way all the way across the continental U.S. without without us shooting it down. The Biden administration would not shoot it down because it was too dangerous. Because if it crashed to the earth, people could be hurt. There was no way to take out a fucking balloon until it cleared the country, got all the good pictures and video it needed, and then a fighter jet took it down. And then recently, we have shot down another object over Alaska. So... With this, and I don't know what this other object is. I haven't looked into it. All I will say on this is this is a pretty strong indication of our posture towards encroachment by international parties. So, while I don't think we need to be concerned about Mexico or Canada, I will say that obviously there's a lot of international tension with China. Not only with us, with a lot of countries, but there's there's issues there, right? And if we're just allowing them to send spy balloons over the continental U.S., what's to stop them from dispatching multiple spy balloons or satellites over the country to surveil us or 
deploying these balloons with electromagnetic pulses. That's something a lot of people have been very concerned about for a very long time is an EMP attack. And why is that so important? Because an electromagnetic pulse knocks out all electronics in a given radius or range, depending on the strength of that EMP. Now, if you look at, at we as a society, everything that we do that is electronically based, it would cripple us. It would. Think about it. Our cars all run off of computers now, unless you're driving something like pre-1980 something, right, which most of us aren't. Thank you, cash for clunkers, Obama, right? So most of us don't have analog vehicles and transportation. It's all, to some degree, electronically uh, integrated. Communication systems, computers, cell phones, that's, you know, I mean, we have we have radio, if you know how to use a radio, if you have access to ham radio, if you have access to radio equipment, period, then maybe you'll be all right if you know how to use it and change channels and search for support and things. That's going to knock out a lot of other things too, though, things like anything that uses a chip. Okay, so think about your rifle sights and optics. Okay, think about your night vision if you're rocking digital tubes. Gone. It's And it, and it goes even further. It goes a lot further. Think about your ring doorbells and your home security systems. You can be locked in or locked out of your house, right? Our uh, refrigerators that are all, you know, getting tablets built built into them and things. Gone right? There's, there are millions of trickle-down implications to where this could go if left unchecked. And I, I, I really do think that it's something that needs to be uh, openly addressed. I think it needs to be talked about. I think concerns need to be voiced. And I really do think our foreign policy sucks. You know, it needs more attention than this. You know, we started with the, uh, the immediate and sudden and stupid fucking evacuation of Afghanistan and there's been books and documentaries created and, and written and about all of that and how poorly handled that was by the United States and and how it impacted our allies and civilians and you know it was basically just a gigantic declaration of our failure in those endeavors and you can say whatever you want about the war over there that is in my mind that's an entirely different issue than how we handled the withdrawal you look at that you look at the posturing towards Russia and Ukraine and how we've just hemorrhaged money to Ukraine. Is there any plan for pay for, for return payment? We are helping we are sending all of this money to Ukraine to fund their war against Russia. A war they cannot possibly hope to win. While we are not getting involved militarily, we are not making you know, issuing a statement or a threat or leveraging any resources against Russia if we really are siding with Ukraine. And now you're starting to see all these stories and stuff about embezzlement in Ukraine and everything that happened pre or ahead of this administration in Ukraine that leads to even more questions. I don't want to go down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole, but it, it, it's it's a ton of money. It's something like 70 tr- you know, billion dollars, trillions of dollars. I don't even fucking know how much money we've sent over there at this point. In addition to, you know, how many tanks... How many weapon systems have we sent over there? And that's an addition, by the way, in that region of the world to everything that we left behind that the Taliban is now selling to China and Russia of our you know, U.S. weapons and technology. So in essence, this administration is flooding that portion of the globe with, U- with U.S.-made weapons and technology. Night vision goggles, which are still wildly, you know, wildly expensive and inaccessible for many Americans, 
fully automatic machine guns, which we are not allowed to have access to because the government says so here in the U.S., explosive ordnance and military vehicles, which we are not you know, allowed to have access to because the government says so, but they're going to leave it in the hands of what is basically a, you know, one step removed from a full-fledged terrorist organization and then allow them to go sell things like that to the Chinese government and to the Russian government. So now you just went ahead and took whatever technological advantage we had, whether it was our drone technology, our night vision, te- I mean, whatever, whatever, it could be anything, right? And now it's in the hands of foreign government and not foreign government that we're friendly with, right? It's a big fucking problem. And we're just, nope, our foreign policy is great. We are great. We need to send more money to Ukraine. Things have never been better here. It's great. Everything's great. You know, when you talk to somebody and things are going wrong and you ask them, what's going on, man? Are you okay? And their response every single time is everything's great. It's a pretty strong indication that everything is not great. Think about coworkers, right? Coworkers at work, they can't seem to do their job. They can't get shit right. No how no matter how hard they try, they fuck up everything they do. And when you go check on them, maybe you're getting irritated, or maybe you're just trying to be helpful, right? You're trying to help them get through the day and help them where you can. Hey man, what's going on? Oh, everything's great. Can I help you with anything? No, no, no. Everything's good. It's not good. It's really not good. And I think that that uh you know, that should tell you everything it needs to about how this administration is handling its issues and where it's putting its priorities. We're too concerned with letting criminals out here and fighting race wars politically back and forth over shit that doesn't matter than addressing some of these international problems that we're facing. And the, the consequences are coming hard and fast, guys. There's no getting away from it. Ignorance is not an excuse. You can't just bury your head in the sand and it goes away. These, I mean, these countries are building armies. They're, they're building stockpiles of weapons to deploy against us. China is building an army, has been building an army for a very long time. It's not going to get better. I mean, it, it sounds terrible. I don't, I don't see, I mean, the best we can ever hope for is that we just, this continued stalemate of inaction, because it is too detrimental on both sides for something to happen except that we are not doing anything to prolong that. We're actually encouraging action against us. I don't know what's going to happen. I, the more I think about it, the more I look into it, the more scared I am. Because I have zero faith in our leadership right now and the decisions they'll make in regards to this particular situation. I think it'll be absolutely awful. I think it's dangerous, and I think it's malfeasance. Um... Okay, moving on to the last bit here, and this is something I just tacked on in the last couple of minutes when I was getting ready for this recording and kind of looking around at some of the news, is, uh, and I found this fascinating, so I, right, I just mentioned we're fighting, you know, race wars and uh, making political arguments over things like some of these very liberal ideas like letting four-year-olds choose their own gender assignment and using the same drugs they use for chemical castration to halt kids from hitting puberty and, you know, uh, Liberal states are pushing these things into law. They're they're admitting these concepts and these discussions and things into public school systems under the guise of, you know, freedom and the the kids' right to choose and, uh, you you know, and attacking Republicans and calling people conservatives, people like us, right, calling us bigots and every other name in the book Nazis, right, because – we don't support such ideas, you know, let them wait until they're adults and then they can do whatever they want. 
Utah Governor Spencer Cox has has come out and addressed uh, the. It's not only an immigration issue; it's like a migratory issue. Honestly, the, they've been the fastest growing country, fastest growing state in the country. I'm sorry, fastest growing state in the country. And he uh, came out and made a statement telling people that were fleeing California to suck it up and stay in California, basically. Um, Fox News actually quoted him as saying, we're not working to attract more people. We're doing just fine that way. Utah was named the best state to start a business with Texas and Florida, number two and three. So we feel really good about that balance and where we are right now. And here's the problem is that utilities and infrastructure in Utah, as you grow, right, those have to grow with you. And usually they're behind the curve because it takes a lot of time and a lot of money. The bigger problem, and this is what we see, is these Democratic-run states put these shitty policies into effect and it ruins people's lives. So then these people up and move to Republican-led states that don't have these problems. And when they get there, they go ahead and they vote blue anyways and bring their shitty policies that they ruined their home state with, but they don't want to acknowledge that they ruined it. And they want to, oh, let's move to Texas. Let's get all the, the, all the Democrats are going to leave California. We're going to go to Texas where things are better and there's less crime and there's less pollution and there's less this and there's less of that. And they go to Texas and then they try to push through and get Democrats elected there because they don't think that the conservative lifestyle that is that is prominent in Texas is appropriate. They think that they should do things the way they did it in California. And that's just one example, right? Also this one here in Utah. If your way of life and the way you were doing things in your state was so wildly unsuccessful that you didn't just move towns, but you moved straight out of the fucking state because the legislature there did such an awesome job of things that you couldn't make a living or be successful or comfortable or feel safe in your home. You had to flee over state lines to kind of restart life with new opportunities and a new environment. And then you're just going to, what, try and bring those same policies and procedures and practices with you to this new state thinking that it's going to fix something that it's, it's, oh, it's just going to be better. No, it doesn't work. And honestly, it makes me really fucking happy to see that we have leadership like Governor Cox coming out and acknowledging this publicly and telling people, no, don't come here. We don't need you here. If you're fleeing the issues that you created, and I think that this is this is in t- indicative of today's society where we would rather run away from our issues than face them down and have to fix them. You see it in all the liberal states. New York, right? Oh, yeah, stop and frisk is a problem. Broken windows policing is the problem. We are racist in our policing methods. And I'm not saying that we couldn't take a closer look at how, and I've said that before too. I think that certainly we could always do better with how we handle policing. I think our police forces are drastically underfunded if you're talking about wanting them to do more and be better and have better training and carry things out with a a higher level of tact, then yeah, that takes money. All job training takes money, but for whatever reason, the Democrats want to defund the police and then turn around and say the problem is the policing is so poor here that people are not safe. And then they further defund the police as punishment, punitive measures, because the policing is so bad. But then crime rates come up and then people get upset because there's criminals and drug use and 
breaking and entering and stabbings and rapes and murders all over the place. What do they do? They leave and go to a Republican state that doesn't have those crime rates, where it's nicer and cleaner and safer. And then they proceed to bitch about the police force and bitch about the laws and work to get politicians that are liberal-minded like them voted in in this new state. It's like a plague of locusts that moves from one state to the next state to the next state to the next state, ruining everything that it fucking touches. It doesn't work, okay? It's your home. And it's kind of, if I can if I can for a moment try and, and tie this relative to something positive in the 2A side of things, is we look at training opportunities, right? Here in Michigan, and those of you listening that are in Southeast Michigan, you know that we just don't have a lot of access here. There are some great places like Ann Arbor Arms that bring in outside instructors or that host their own internal classes to try and give people access to that kind of information and training. But there, as a overall statement, is not a lot of access. And when I first started talking with the guys from Orion Training Group, Jared and Jason, and making posts and working on some things, posting some videos, I got an overwhelming amount of commentary from random people on the internet saying, why don't you just go take a class? You need to go take a class. Dude, get in a class. Well, I would, except that the nearest class to me is eight hours away in Pennsylvania, and a lot of their training takes place in Texas and Louisiana and North Carolina. That's not a dig at them. That's just geographically where they're located and where their opportunities are. They have a business to run. They have families and lives, too. Why don't you just go take a class? Because I don't want to just leave my state, go take a class, and come back. I want to make a concerted effort and work to bring that level of education here to Michigan. I want to elevate level of education, tactically speaking, here in Michigan. I want to increase through my connections and whatever connection, you know, whatever I can do, I want to make things better here. I want to make this place, I want to leave this place better than what I found it, if that makes sense. And I think that's the attitude we should all have, whether it's a legislative standpoint or like I was just saying with training or anything. You should, as a, in my opinion, as a quality human being, you should want to leave every interaction, every experience better than you found it. Is that possible? No, it's not. It, 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 just, it just isn't. In human nature, it's not. You're going to have arguments. You're going to have disagreements professionally, personally, whatever. But you should work really hard to try and make every experience that you have better when you left it than when you found it. Okay, so whether that's picking up some trash at your local park or bringing in outside instructors and finding facilities, whether it's, hey, it's a three-day no-fire CQB intro class with Orion with lasers and stuff at a local real estate office on the weekends when no one's there, or, I mean, whatever whatever have you, right? It comes down to mindset and mentality with a lot of this stuff. So um, it's, it's, it's accountability. We don't hold ourselves accountable. It's really easy in today's day and age to run away, and that can't be how we handle things. It just can't if we want anything to get better. And it starts with you and me and your neighbor and your friends. Have to be more accountable. Does it suck? Yes. Being accountable sucks. Sometimes. Uh, but that's part of being an adult. Like, that was that's how I grew up. Hey, you were adult enough to go out and make these stupid-ass fucking choices. Like, you're an adult when at 18. At 18, you can go vote. You voted in some shitty leadership. You voiced your thoughts, opinions, feelings, wants, desires with your vote. And you voted in an ass clown or voted to keep said ass clown in office. So now you have to also be an adult and clean up your mess. And yeah, 
a lot of times the clean, like it's really easy to spill a glass of juice all over that nice white carpet. Oh, there it goes. Little, little whoops there. And the cleanup effort is much more time consuming, much more frustrating and much more difficult. But that is life, folks. Just some some food for thought there. So hopefully this stuff has uh, made you guys think too. And, you know, um, hopefully things continue to get better. It, it seems like the, the country is turning a corner in its understanding of what's going on and approval ratings for the president continue to go down despite, you know, they, I think they put out a number saying he did like a 73% approval for his State of the Union. I think that's like absolute horseshit, and I don't know where they got that number, but hopefully things get better. Um, but that's all I got for you guys. These are my thoughts, not yours. And until next time, you guys get out there, work hard, train smarter, and be prepared. Be prepared.